Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. The Crit Show contains elements of horror, fantasy violence, and adult language. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Oh, sorry. On top of the game, we're already uh, here the to intros play. Intros are so short. What are we gonna play? <laughs> Rev's like, hey, guess what? Me too. <laughs> it's called Monster of the Week. Every week for the last five years. <laughs> uh, well, a couple of weekends ago, my best friend was in town uh, because she wasn't able to make it to my birthday, and I wasn't able to make it to hers. So we kind of met in the middle uh, and did a little get together. Uh, and she specifically said, I have a surprise that I want to do, but I don't want to tell you or anybody else what it is. And I was like, oh, okay, like, that's fine. I'm, I'm down for whatever. As long as I don't have to climb anything because my ankle's still sprained. Uh, I was like, yeah, I, yeah, let's do it. And so she took us to a make your own candle place. Okay. So you you go in and they have just a wall of candle smells. With just a bunch of different, almost like flavors. That's not, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, nose, the nose flavors. Yeah. Good, good <laughs> smells. But, but like a bunch of different stuff. And so you go through and you just write down any of them you like. And then you go to a little table and then a, a professional candle smell mixer mm-hmm. person comes mm-hmm. over and it's like. A waxist. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a different thing that's oh. that's in a different room i see um they come over and they're like <laughs> and they're like okay which ones are your favorites well what three of these would go good together and then they bring you over the oils for those smells and then you mix them together until it has the right balance of what you want and then mix it with like a base wax that's melted uh and then pour it into the candle holder that you chose and then come back a couple hours later and you have a like custom made candle Okay, so explain the game. So the game was something... She's like, she's like what game? <laughs> oh, got... I'm still wondering why there's so much hair in my candle. <laughs> <laughs> well, why did you pick that flavor? <laughs> flavor. I'm going home. Okay, so the game we were trying to play there and failed to was which of these, which three of these scents... Mm would make a candle so awful it would clear the room. Oh, because grossest candle. Got this. Okay. Yeah, we kept saying like, ooh, this, this, and this. And it'd be like, no, because those two kind of actually go good together. So I'm sending you the list right now. Okay. Oh my God, this is a big list. Yeah, they had a whole bunch. Uh, so I compiled all of them to send to you guys. It's really difficult to find something that doesn't work for some reason, even though they're so drastically different. And it's three. it's three smells per candle. Yeah, you have to pick three because I think it'd be really easy to say two, this one and this one would be bad. But to find a third one that is also awful with the two other choices is really, really hard. Some of these absolutely weren't options there. Uh, No, I think it's they have some seasonal ones that go through, but these are everything from their website. Do you know, is 
is Moscow Mule, is that the drink or the animal? <laughs> the I drink. Think very, okay, I changed my answer then. Explain dad's den. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's supposed to be like... Leather. Like, and... Yeah, like... <laughs> oh, that kind of dad. Daddy's den. Yeah, like a study. Like, kind of has like books. I think it's supposed to have like an aftershave kind of smell of like going into your dad's study where he has all his fancy mm-hmm. dad's yeah. den seems like it should be like it's a collection of scents it doesn't seem like it should be its own standalone yeah that that in itself is like the three cents of old cigarettes uh <laughs> farts drilled into a recliner let's all just talk about our dads yeah this is insightful I just had a recliner in the den and like I think it's meant to be kind of more like a study but it very much does sound like a that's where my dad hangs out. <laughs> yeah. All right. I got mine. Okay. Hops, hot cocoa, and tomato leaf. So hops is like beer. Yeah. Hops takes me to beer, and they've got like chocolatey beers. I don't know. I'm going to go bubblegum, incense, and Earl Grey. Mm, incense and Earl Grey, though. Yeah. That'd be really good together. Okay. I'm going to say wasabi, um, cannabis, <laughs> <laughs> and... Key lime. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a weird mix. I'm going to go straight razor. <laughs> what does that smell like? I, I think that's supposed to be like a like a production of Sweeney Todd. Yeah, it smells like copper. <laughs> <laughs> like a like a shaving cream kind of lather, like the, the smell of like a lot of like shave products. Some of these are kind of more, you know, straight razor. I think there's one that's called mug and brush, which is also a similar like fresh clean shave hmm. vibes. Which, is, which is somehow distinct though <laughs> they have two yeah. of those. no i did we look need, it up we need two of them i did look it up and they're incredibly similar but i think one also has like a again aftershave kind of vibe to it mm. uh but i'm gonna go with uh yeah straight razor bubblegum and cilantro that's good yeah i was i was thinking bubblegum cannabis and cilantro <laughs> <laughs> Those are some very strong scents. <laughs> I didn't notice wasabi till Kim said it, so I, I think I would have changed mine to bubblegum, incense, and wasabi. Yeah, I'm trying not to reuse right. That's anybody's the, listen, pick. That's the tough I part. took wasabi, so uh, it is. What about gold, frankincense, and myrrh? <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out Why, how offensive that <laughs> That sounds <laughs> divine. <laughs> oh! oh. <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, banana brulee has got to be in here because I feel like banana's a a conflicting smell. Yeah. I feel like there's plenty of things it can bump up against. Banana brulee. <laughs> Dad's den. <laughs> I'm, no, sorry. I'm also using wasabi. Uh, wasabi is just so offensive to the nose. Now that these are fresh in your mind, as fast as you can, sexiest candle. Sexiest? Uh, sexiest, sexiest candle. Whipped cream. Yeah. Um, burnt sugar and dad's den. <laughs> dad's uh, den, leather, and straight razors. <laughs> that'd be really good. Uh, dad's den, leather, and sandalwood. Boy, a lot of dad's den. A lot of dad's den. Here. We've Listen, all been I know there. what I like. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go patchouli and Christmas tree and <laughs> Santa's pipe. <laughs> 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 Which I feel like is kind of like a spinoff of Dad's Den. Santa's pipe, Dad's Den, and Papa's hovel. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that we have to make these candles now. Oh, <laughs> is, yeah. It's going to be expensive. Oh, no. <laughs> is there some sort of creature or phenomenon at the center of the whirlpool? At the center, no, but patrolling the city always. What do you mean? 
his champion, the one that drives us back and has stopped us from getting to the medal and liberating any of those that have been taken, the Gilded Death. There's a Jacob underneath that little monkey somewhere. Locked deep inside. If that's true, you're the key. In this world, you are his brother. You were killed. A couple of the others that were new to the crew, he got his revenge and he was never the same after that. But even if we fix his mind and fix his heart, he's still gonna be on death's list. I don't mean I think you're the key to fixing his mind. I think you're the key to stopping him up enough that you can do what you need to. While they are basically studying with Siobhan how to beat Tass, I, I don't think I'm participating in that. I think I have like sequestered myself and I'm trying to understand the magic in this world. Nobody is using magic without knowing that they're using it. Like there's just this intrinsic I can't normally do this, but I'm going to invoke a thing, an item, a power, whatever, and do it. Everyone knows that there's a price to pay because the other side of breaking physics, breaking reality to do a thing is if you fail, it's not just a fizzle. Like failing magic hurts. Failing magic could be devastating. The four of you plus Jara and Siobhan are making your way deeper into Plankton. As you approach what is essentially the central district, the uh, all of the ships and buildings made up that encircle the whirlpool at the city center. What's the approach? I know that there was some talk of potentially trying to get the Gilded Death's attention specifically, um, but are you just trying to sneak in? Are you trying to get the lay of the land? Uh, or are you trying to draw attention? It sounded like there was no other option than to draw attention. It sounded to me like this was so hot with skeletons and undead that it's like there's no reality where you sneak in here. For most people, absolutely. That's true. These pirates don't do what you all do. They don't have a chance. But this is kind of a sectioned area. I think each specific area would be its own role or its own attempt in some way. But there, there is a possibility with a few roles you could even get all the way to the middle without a fight. Well, it's, it seems like as we get closer to the center, our chances of, of encountering the Gilded Death increase while we're probably just going to deal with like normal skellies and silver boys on the outside. So if we can try to sneak through as many districts as we can so that we're not like expending our resources and getting beat up, that might be a good idea. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, that with the health that we have, we don't want to waste it on skeletons that aren't known for winning every single battle they've ever faced. When she says that the Gilded Death patrols the circle and pushes them back, where did she mean? She meant mostly the central district. She would have certainly mentioned that he has come out of that central district at times whenever there were bigger incursions, bigger battles where they were trying to take ground. But when he does come out, he took that ground back pretty quickly. Yeah, then sneaking as much as possible and keeping an eye out for the Gilded Death. All right, so the central district to Siobhan and Jara's knowledge is essentially like three sections. The outer section was mostly businesses. It's sort of the um, a big circle of merchant shit between the outskirts and the middle where Cotton and White had their stronghold, did their experiments, did their magic, did whatever it was that they were doing. And any of their helpers would go between these merchant districts and stuff in the outskirts when needed. Um, so yeah, the outer circle of the center, more merchant stuff, 
there's one more area past the merchant circle that is where most of those people slept, where their their housing might be, and then the stronghold at the center with its open area for the whirlpool. So, who is leading the charge as you break into this very first merchant district circle? I'll do it. All right, let's see a break in. Twelve. All right. Hell yeah, you do still pick one from the list. Oh, uh, I suffer harm or mark trouble. Which one do you prefer? Trouble. How about we use your vice in this way, in this moment? <laughs> okay. That um, Jara is leading the way with just so much confidence. She's just so strong and confident and, hmm. you know, helping lead you all through pointing out any little things you might need to keep an eye on as you sneak the group through. I, I think uh, I think she's pretty pretty cool. She's pretty she's pretty pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, so my restless vice. While restless, you can be compelled by the fates to change your soulmate to a new target of your affections. Uh, and that is cleared by resist a great temptation to stray. All right. So we've got that going as you make your way through. I feel like Megan would be okay if I changed my soulmate from her to like a real strong hot lady. <laughs> you got to follow your heart. That's true. <laughs> so as you make your way through this outer circle of the inner district, you see clearly that this is the most defended. There are a ton of groups of these walking skeletons making their way back and forth. I think this is the first time that you see some of the more zombie-esque that aren't just picked clean skeletons. They are pretty fresh. Uh, these just look like townsfolk that were killed in any of various ways, shot, stabbed, etc., and raised shambling around. But the shambling isn't random. It seems like they're making little flight paths. They have um, kind of a schedule as they shamble through the streets, the docks, and across the ships. But then you get up to the next section where Jara stops you again. All right, this is really the most planky section of plankton. <laughs> That's funny. You're funny. <laughs> <laughs> she slow blinks at you and looks Sorry, back to continue. the group. <laughs> this is a, a lot of where what used to be Cotton's helpers lived. It's just a big circle of ships. I mean, dozens and dozens and dozens of ships all kind of facing the same way and planked up together here. So I don't know if this is where he's keeping those dead that he's not using at the moment or or what's going on with this. So we'll just have to step lightly through here. It's going to be a lot of us walking one at a time across planks to get from one ship to the other. Who's leading the charge here? I will. I want to try and like climb up one of the masts to the ship and be able to like point to like safe footing and optimal routes for everybody to take. I like that a lot. Let's see a break in. Nine. Can I help? Very possibly. What are you thinking? Uh, I think I am taking just kind of lead directions from Jake, um, being in the front. And since I am barefoot, I'm able to put just a small bit of pressure to like make sure that wherever we're stepping is not going to create a lot of noise and draw attention. I like that. You're adding the stealth into the uh, direction. So that bumps you up to a 10. What is your one pick? You lose track of something important. Roll another d6 for me. We're going to say even is Siobhan and odd is Jara. Oh, even. All right. So you get to a good vantage as you're directing with Megan out front, testing the planks and checking the angles from that level. 
and you start to direct them across from one ship to another, but notice one of the Silver Guard with a small group of skeletons behind him come out of that ship that they're crossing to. But they get across and past the sight line of the Silver Guard before they turn onto the main deck. But Siobhan had heard that warning, knowing that she was too late to be able to join the group, and ducks down, separated from the group. That Silver Guard and his little group just walk back and forth across the deck of this ship now, and uh, Siobhan just is like looking up at you, peeking up a little bit at the deck of this ship, and just gives you a shrug and a like go-on gesture as she continues to hide. I will heed her guidance. I'll move back up with the rest of the group. I think the idea of nobody looking up when they're on an open ship works your advantage here <laughs> as you're able to leap across and rejoin them. Jara looks back a little worried. What the fuck happened there? The timing was off. Siobhan got caught up a little bit behind the rest of you and she had to separate from the group. She waved me on. I told her not to even come out here. She's slower than she used to be. That's mean. She's doing her best. Look, I want her up here. If it comes to a sword fight, there's nobody I'd rather be behind than her, but... You haven't seen me sword fight yet. (laughs) (laughs) No, I have. You got clotheslined. (laughs) Immediately, like... I've been practicing. I'm much better now. Oh, okay. I mean, she just... She had to hang back for a second. She's probably bringing up the rear. Nothing we can do about it now. And uh, as you all look ahead, what's left is maybe a couple of dozen ships, all very tightly bound together in a wide circle. You can see from here that in the center of them is just open air. There's there's clearly what is going to be the center of this whirlpool uh, just past this central stronghold of ships. What's on the opposite side of this circle from you all is clearly a massive ship. You see at least six masts, um, and it is on the far side from where you are. All right, all through here are the what's supposed to be the workshops, the living quarters of those run in this place. We haven't seen the Gilded Death yet, so either he's on the far side of one of these other circles or uh, he's in here somewhere. What's the play? Are we trying to get his attention or, or what? Because, I mean, this is, this is the belly of the beast. White's in here somewhere. What is White capable of? I don't really know. I'm not sure anybody does. All we knew is that he was Cotton's right-hand man, that he, you know, I don't know. I thought he was like an accountant or something. I'll look at the rest of the group. I feel like it's a huge gamble. If we need a big, big gun, we might want to try and track him down and see if we can fix him real quick. But if we're wrong about that, then it's just one huge problem preceding another. If we think that we can sneak in and try to take out White without alerting the Gilded Death, then that's not a bad idea, especially going off of the theory that dealing with White would stop the Silver Guard and a lot of the other skeletons. And if Tass is mind-controlled, then maybe that would help him. But also, I'm not keen on the thought of tangoing with White with the possibility that the Gilded Death would then get a surprise attack on us while we're distracted. Maybe if we can find the Gilded Death, if we can get close enough, I can try to see if I can get inside his mind and find out if Tass is still in there somewhere. If there's a way for us to break this mind control or whatever power white has over him and if there's not maybe we just abandon that thread and hope for the best yeah it seems like we got to get a read on him because kim's right if we can sneak in and deal with dr white that's great but if he comes in behind us like if he's called by dr white to defend him 
pretty much any chance of talking him through any kind of process to free his mind is probably out the window at that point. Yeah. Not to mention that if he's as good as Siobhan says, if he's sneaking up behind us, we're probably all dead. Okay. Well, do we want to try and do a pass around the circle, see if we can find him or hunker down here and wait until his route maybe takes him our direction? Megan, you just have to get eyes on him, right? Could we get somewhere high, get somewhere safe and just look around with a spyglass, try to find him? Not necessarily. Do I need to have eyes on him? I just, I need to know that he's close. Uh, I don't know if there's a way to do that without getting eyes on him. But if for some reason, you know, someone was around the corner and they were like, oh, it's a Gilded Death, uh, I might be able to get Why, hello, Mr. Death. Yes. Oh, hello, Mr. Gold Death. I mean, I can climb up high again, keep an eye out and try to point you in the right direction if I spot him. Yeah, I agree that staying up high and out of his reach, out of danger, as uh, safe as we can for as long as we can is probably a good way to go. All right. I'm going to try and find a uh, a little place somewhere up high to squeeze into and keep an eye out. I think as we're having this conversation, if Jake's got to get up high to spot this guy and Megan's got to get close to him, but we're trying not to draw his attention, should some of us go back for Siobhan? Like, there's so many moving parts. I hate for all of us just to sit here and wait for him to hopefully patrol by. She could be fighting for her life right now. I don't know. I mean, she she waved me on. She didn't get spotted. Even if she just buckled down, I'd hope that she's okay. I'm, I'm afraid of all of us getting separated and into different fights. Jara, you know Siobhan. Do you think that she would have retreated or tried to catch up with us? If she believes that you can accomplish this, I doubt she would have retreated. I bet she's waiting for an opportunity. I mean, if she's getting overwhelmed, if a big enough group attacks, yeah, sure, she'd fall back, but we're in the middle of all of this. She's falling back to more enemy. Yeah, maybe go back a little ways, see if you can get eyes on her. I'll see if I can get eyes on her. If nothing else, maybe you can create a, an opening. Yeah, I just feel like if there's any chance of this whole seeing if Task can be freed thing, having one of his old crewmates along with you probably is not a bad idea. Jara, how do you feel about a rescue mission? I prefer that than sitting around here hiding. Yeah, me too. Let's go. Okay. Be fucking careful. We're spread pretty thin here. Hurry back. Okay. Who's leading the way back? Uh, I suppose I will because I think I've done things like this before. Going back for someone who was left behind and there's enemy troops between us. I don't think it's going to be a role to go back, but it might very well be a role to get back out of that district again once you've gone in. Mm. You know, you've seen the lay of the land, you know how to get back in, but... Yeah, no no role to retreat out a level of difficulty, always a role to retreat in a level of difficulty. Exactly. Or yep. advance in, yeah. Right. So, as you make your way across these planks through, over the decks of these ships and so on, you get back to where you know she was separated. And what you see on the deck where the Silver Guard and some of the undead had come out is that about four of the skeletons are destroyed on the deck. Nice. There were probably two more of those and a silver guard that are not in view. I want to use, I never gave it back to him, poor guy. I want to use the spyglass to check and see, like, are there signs of someone being dragged away? Or can I see the other skeleton someplace? You know, did she kill some of these and hide or did she lose and get drug away? I think give me a size up. With a plus one. Seven. Oh boy. Shout out to Edwin's spyglass. You get one. I think the thing that makes the most sense is where are the signs of hidden treasure? Like she is the the thing that we want. She is the treasure. She is the diamond the, in the rough. The real treasure was yeah. the Shaban we left behind on the way. Yeah. 
so what you spot, I think you're following a little trail of of blood from the source of what was clearly a battle with the destroyed skeletons and one or two more meaty dead. Um, and you see what is clearly fresh blood leading off of this ship and down along this line, not past to the outermost district, but to uh, just the next ship down in the line. You see that there is one shambling dead guarding the gangplank onto this ship, just sort of facing out, standing there, eyes unfocused, body bent and broken just a bit, guarding the way. And uh, I think as you make your way down and, and can get close enough to see that, you also hear some muffled cries from below deck. I think she might be below decks. All right. Only one walker out here. We can take that pretty quick. Yeah, quiet though. Oh shit, yeah, all right. Kim? <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Sorry, where are we? So you're on, the, this is sort of the crisscrossing ships that are all just plank to plank here. Um, so you're on like one of the smaller ones, like the next ship down. So you'd have to cross over from this ship to get a good view of the gangplank leading on to the next one. You just have to kind of come out from cover to get across to it because it's on the next ship. That sounds slow. Can I just cut a rope and swing across? Fuck yeah, you can. <laughs> Hell yeah, you can do that. <laughs> uh, no problem at all. You are swinging over to deal with this zombie just taking a swing. You trying, what, like, what are you trying here? What are you doing? Uh, well, first thing, I'd, I'd want to roll theatrics and just sort of see what options I have. Of course. I imagine Landara and Jara, like Kim, and there's no response. You just already see Kim swinging out of <laughs> the rigging. Whee! Uh, that's a seven, so I have a, I have a hold one. Okay. I got to use this one, so I might as well. Uh, yeah, I will, uh, I will level my, uh, my rapier at this zombie uh, and uh, spend a hold of my theatrics to challenge it to a duel it cannot refuse. Boy, it doesn't as it sees you swinging and landing. It's shambling towards you with vigor. Let's go. He pulls out a gun. It's just like Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> oh, shit. Funny you say that because the Watchers do have pistols. Just a one-shot flintlock that he's shambling across the gangplank and raising, aiming at you. I would like to uh, hit him with my sword. Roll get into a scrap. Ten. Would you like to avoid harm or take the ante? Take the ante. All right. And how much damage does your sword do again? Uh, it is two harm close strange. Okay. So, you know, actually, I don't think you need to even take the ante here because your two harm is going to kill it. It's going to destroy oh. this thing. He's just a little guy, just a little shambler. Um, so, you know, there's not going to be anything to hold on to after this. I, I feel like you kind of automatically avoid the harm here. Excellent. Then I'd love to do that because I know we've got more fighting ahead of us. Yes, indeed. Uh, so it, uh, it goes down, I think, topples between the ships and into the water below, being swept away by the spinning city. I look over my shoulder. Did Jara see that? <laughs> no, I was having her look at this map that God I found. God damn it, Landara! <laughs> oh, plank's clear, and she runs over. <laughs> yeah, I follow. All right, you are on this ship. It's a, a two-master, and the steps to below deck are, like, mid-deck here up top. What does it sound like? below deck you still hear some muffled cries from below but it's very muffled it almost seems like someone is gagged ah crap they might have caught her and maybe the silver one's not here because it went to report oh shit we gotta get her and get out of here i'll head below all right you run down below decks and 
what you're seeing is a galley here. It's got a few tables and a little kitchenette off to the side. And there is Siobhan with her arms tied behind her back, her feet tied together, and a gag in her mouth. There's one silver guard standing over her with a dagger and two more of the meatier of the undead. And uh, I think the silver guard is facing you, and its skeletal head snaps up and the teeth chatter with a metallic ringing. Coming below decks, was there a, um, like a hatch? Uh, yeah, it was open, but there is a hatch, yeah. I'm going to pull it closed before I pull the trigger on my gun. Don't want noise to get out. So snapping it shut and then taking a shot? Yeah. Let's see, uh, get into a scrap. Are you shooting the silver boy? I think so, just because he's the one who's menacing. Sure. Uh, yeah, makes sense. Seven. All right, you take your shot and it bursts through the rib cage on this thing. Um, one of its arms dangles seemingly uselessly uh, as some of the ribs are falling to the ground, but it throws the dagger it was holding in its hand over Siobhan, which embeds in your shoulder. That will be one harm. Okay. And the other two undead start moving towards you all. Uh, Jara runs towards one. I'll run to the other. We'll get into a scrap. Ooh, seven. All right, this zombie grabs onto you as you get close and lash out, and one of its grotesque hands just rips along your arm, but it drops quickly as you strike. Uh, You take one point of harm. You see Jara has her zombie over her head and bring it down over her knee and toss it to the side. It still seems to be moving, but broken as it is, it's not able to like get back to its feet and then the silver guard with its one remaining good arm leaps over this table that siobhan is on moving towards landara i'm gonna pull the dagger out of my shoulder and duck and weave from the silver one and try to slash uh, siobhan's bonds as i go by the table i love that let's see use a dirty trick i think 11 nice do you want to do this with no catch or take the ante i think no catch No problem, then you do so, and Siobhan rolls quickly off of the table and uh, looks around for where her sword might be. Kim, you see this silver guard still dancing with Landara as she has now put herself between uh, the silver guard and Siobhan. I want to protect Landara. I'm going to take a swing at the silver boy. Get into a scrap. Eleven. Would you like to take the ante or avoid harm? Boy, avoid harm. All right, then you lash out and hit this thing where it was already damaged from Landara's shot in the rib cage, and you snap it in half. It clatters to the ground and is still. Ah, glad you're okay. She rips off the gag. Fucking hell, I thought I paced that out well enough to follow, but they heard me. They turned around. Did they all come here, all the ones that were there, or did any of them head back in? They all came here. They only had one watcher up top, I think. I assume you saw that if you made your way in. Yeah, we took care of that guy. I don't know what's going on in that other ship that they brought me around to this one instead of doing what they were going to do there. That's interesting. Right? Was there any different markings or anything on that ship as we came across it? Not anything obvious, not any markings, no. But we have to go across that ship anyway to... You'd have to backtrack to it. You could technically go right past it, but you'd be next to it, yeah. It'd be worth taking a look to see why they didn't use that ship. Yeah. All right, grab your stuff. We didn't want you to miss the party. All right. And uh, she looks around for where they bundled her stuff off to the side and reholsters her gun and her sword. Yeah, we'll start to head back, but make a pit stop at that ship to see what's going on below deck there. 
All right, you make your way back, and there's no obvious interference as you make your way down. And below decks, uh, I think it becomes immediately obvious to you why they had to bring her this way, because the cages down here are full. There are people in cages all set up along the edges of this ship below deck. Shit. Shivana, these are people? Oh my god. And she just runs over with her sword out, hacking the locks off of the doors and uh, ripping them open. There are just bars, so you can all see everyone in these. There's maybe a dozen people, but these are small cells. It seems like they're trying to only keep one person to a cell. Jara's nodding at you all. Yeah, yeah, these are some of our people. The first cell, there is uh, a young boy. Uh, You all very much recognize his face. Oh my god. Siobhan is down on a knee hugging him. Aiden, I thought thought you were dead. I, I didn't see any tiny little silver guard out there, so I had hope. And he's just hugging her back, crying. And, uh, you know, Jara is helping rip the other doors open as as people filter out. Doesn't look like any of the rest of the founders are here. They must be guard by now. There's too many people to move back out, isn't it? Safely? I don't know. I, I think probably not. Certainly not without getting into a fight. What we're trying to do, hopefully, won't take too long. You think you could all hunker down in here? All you gotta do is protect that one way in and one way out. Jara nods. I won't let anyone through. Okay. We'll come back for you when it's safe. Siobhan, I think you've got to come with us. She is shaking her head. I can't leave them. I can't. I can't leave them again. I lost them already. Oh, you're right. I saw what he did to my friends, people I loved. If he did it to them, he'd do it to me. Before he lost his brother, he loved what he did, didn't he? Oh, yes. And after, he loved it even more. It was like the joy of the fight left him, but the thrill of the win, that was what took him over. Keep your people safe. We'll be back. Good luck. Back at the inner circle. Jake and Megan, are you literally just hunkering down, keeping an eye out, and waiting for a pass by? I mean, I'm trying to find something up high to hide in to keep an eye out, but otherwise, yes. Uh, No problem getting up somewhere high. I think go ahead and do a size up. Ooh, boxcars. Yay! You get two. Where's the true danger lurking? I think from this vantage, you can see clearly, even between some of the covered areas, hell, I think you can even see the whirlpool from here. And as advertised, it's like it's big, but it's not huge. You would almost expect something just vast. It is only a few ship lengths across, um, and it just seems to be this slow, casual whirlpool. Not much of a hole at the middle. It seems like... uh, You know, a person could probably dive into this water and swim around a little bit before just getting sucked down in and and get out without problem. But as you take this in, these ships, you see this massive ship on the far side of this circle from where you are, just right up against the edge of the whirlpool with the name the Eye of Anubis across the side. You're watching back and forth and you see a glint of gold. This is kind of a compass right now with the... Eye of Anubis being north and you being south. It's on the easternmost side of the circle. And you see it move from ship to ship heading towards the larger one. You watch as it gets all the way around to that opposite point, what would be the westmost point of this circle, and then turn around and make its way back. It's pretty far away, but there's no mistaking this hulking form with molten gold covering muscle. It just seems like he is making this patrol on this one side staying as close as he can to the eye of anubis all right i'm gonna save my other hold for the moment uh and climb back down to megan okay i see him but he's he's not gonna pass our direction he's sticking to like 
basically the opposite half of this loop from us. Why? I thought he patrolled this whole circle. Something must have changed. They must be keeping him close to the ship for some reason. Could you see the ship? Where is it? Yeah, I mean, it's straight ahead, like due north from here. Okay, so what do we do? We have to move around? Do we wait for everyone else to hopefully catch up? Uh, I want to spend my other hold. How can I safely get us within range of the Gilded Death? I think the safest way, maybe not 100% safe, but the safest way that you're going to get close to him is to wait until he's at the furthest edge of of his patrol on one side or the other. Doesn't, doesn't really matter either way. But if you just essentially go across these few ships on this side of the circle, get down into the whirlpool and slowly make your way along the sides of the ships or even swim, that you can avoid any of the other patrols that are in this circle. It doesn't seem like anybody's looking down into the middle to make sure that it's safe. So that would take a lot more time. And of course, the timing of just getting up out of the water again and onto that ship that is the last spot of his patrol arc. We can sneak ahead a little ways and hop in the water, ride the whirlpool over towards where he is. Is there anything in the whirlpool that you could see? Not that I noticed. It looks quite chill, actually, like lazy river speed. Well, I'm very about that. All right, well, yeah, maybe getting in the water, we just stay close to the edge and stay in the shadow as much as we can and just get up on him when he gets close. Yeah. Hell, maybe I can even get a read on him from the water. We don't actually have to get out. Hopefully. We'll just hug the hulls of the ships as we go. All right, let's go. All right, so if you're just going for it, what does this look like? I think we're sneaking up to the water, and uh, as soon as we get in there, I tell Jake, okay, you want to get on my back? I will hold on for dear life. And I will go mermaid mode. That's right, you're a mermaid. This is not going to take as long as (laughs) I may have thought. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we definitely planned this when we split the groups this way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think you're able to get up to the side of the ship as he's making his way, uh, let's call it the west side of the circle. And uh, after a few minutes, you hear this thudding set of footsteps make its way onto the deck of the ship that you're alongside. That's him. Yeah, I think I'm just like putting my hands on the edge of this this ship and Pulling with, it's kind of like in Little Mermaid when she's like <laughs> peeks over the edge of the deck to watch everyone. Uh-huh. Except I'm trying really, really hard not to get murdered by Tass. Uh, you, I think you get up and see him mid deck, and there actually are a few other skeletons on deck, the bare picked clean type that are just sitting along the edges of the railings. There's maybe five of them. What's Tass doing? He is just walking onto the deck doing a slow scan, and he starts to turn and make his way back. Yeah, um, I look around at everybody on the deck and watch Tass as he does this patrol, and I just take a deep breath, and I'm going to reach out with my mind, and I'll spend one luck to use my fox-eyed oddity to see the secret thoughts and feelings of people around me. Uh, Also, I know you said there's a bunch of, like, basic skeletons. Do they count as people as well because uh the other part of this this oddity is if you are surrounded by strangers when you do this you are overwhelmed with these hallucinations and are compelled to react to those hallucinations in a dangerous or foolish way oh good call um i think this is more like what you picked up from the ship that you all passed where there's just this sense from them of do their task guard this area don't move unless I need to move kind of thing. So there's not enough happening with them to warrant taking over your mind in that way. Okay, yeah. Then I'm just trying to see what's going on in Tass's head. 
see what he's thinking. I'm assuming there's some sort of primary objective, but if I'm able to, pushing as far as I can to see if he's in there somewhere. Okay, so what you're feeling as you connect to him, you instantly get this sense that there absolutely is a portion of him that is still there, a portion of his mind that is intact from what he used to be. But as you dig into that and try to understand what it is that you're hearing, feeling from what he's giving off, it's like most of him has been stripped away. And all that's left is essentially two things. One is all of his ability, his skill, his prowess in battle. And the other thing is pretty much only recognition. Like, he would know people if he had met them before, that kind of thing. But there's nothing left to him, none of his empathy, none of his feelings about people. It's almost like the sense that was left with him, or more specifically, what was ripped out of him, left him in a state that he knows what the biggest threats are and how to fight them. So all of his recognition is only there, so he knows who to target if he needs to. So the closest thing to words, phrases, it's all just this idea of patrol. Go from here to there, find the threat, rip it apart, and have fun doing it. Uh, I will make my way back down to Jake. I saw him up there. He's definitely here. What kind of read did you get off him? Uh, not, not, <clears throat> not good. He, uh, he's still in there but not completely. Uh, it's like all of his knowledge of, of fighting and maneuvering his abilities are still there, and he would recognize people, but he can't care about them or have any sort of positive feelings or negative feelings, really. I think it's only recognizing what they can do and how to defeat them. It's all very raw. I mean, is everything else... Like, locked away? Or is it gone? I pushed. I tried to see if it was buried, but I don't think so. I think it's stripped. But, you know, this this works different here. I, it's not the same kind of understanding of feelings as I'm used to, so I guess I could be off. I'm going to start climbing up onto the deck of the ship. Jake! What? Where are you going? I'm going to do exactly what Landara told me not to do. What does that mean? I'm not letting you go alone. I'm going to come with you. What are we doing? I don't know. We don't know what exactly is wrong in his mind. I'm going to get his attention. I'm going to see if I can fix it or at least show him that I'm still here. Okay, well, I'll back you up. I, I don't know what this world's Megan was like, but Siobhan knew her, so maybe Tass knew her. Hopefully it'll be helpful or at least distracting. Yeah, I just want to climb up and over the rail of that ship. I'll climb up behind him. As you step onto the deck, the five skeletons stand, drawing swords. You see Tass ahead. He turns. He is grotesque this close he is literally just burned muscle melted gold fashioned into bones and ribs over his body he's wearing tattered clothes his face is a mask of gold fashioned like a skull his eyes don't blink as he levels his sword looking at you both he barely glances down at this monkey but his head tilts at megan you've come back you can't kill me we're not here to kill you, Tass. We're here to help. I know that voice, like from a dream. Let me see if I can't clear this up. Uh, and I want to try to unleash a mysterious power. <gasps> yes! Okay, what do you have in mind? I am going to try to tap into 
my spells from back home, and I'm going to try and banish the curse from him. I'm going to try to clear his mind so that whatever Tass thinks and however he's going to behave, I don't know, but I know it's all him. Roll it. Uh, I'm going to spend my two points of luck. Okay. That is a nine. And with the plus one forward from the size up to figure out how to do this, that is a 10. Yes! <laughs> yes! I'm obsessed! Oh my gosh. Will this exact a personal cost or surge out of control? Or you can never do this again, but it will work perfectly. I don't even care if this doesn't work. Plus one luck to Jake just for this idea. <laughs> yeah, I was, so I was about good. to volunteer yep. that. I think this surges out of control. Like, I don't know precisely what I'm doing here. I think I probably push too hard to make sure that something happens at all. So, like, overdoing it because you don't think you can connect to the magic here. and Yeah, I'm, I'm just not positive. So, it's like, I'm going to give this everything I got because I think it's worse to not give it enough. Oh, I like that. What does it look like when this takes effect? I think, again, it's like seeing the weave of the threads just as they exist throughout the world, like on their own plane. And as they pass through things, sometimes they are straight, sometimes they are wavy. And in Tass's head, they are just a ball. Like they are just tangled and messy. And this is like pulling at the threads in such a way that they straighten back out into the grid. You watch him stagger back from the force of this magic. He digs his blade into the deck to stay upright. He shakes his head as if clearing it. And as he does so, Megan first, I think you having this connection to his mind, you get this sense that his mind isn't cleared exactly, but that what was left of his sentient thought is released. It's as if it has left this construct and is looking for the rest of what was stripped to reconnect. Jake, on this same note, as the magic pulses out, you get this sense that in one way, yes, this magic did clear the mind, but the only way to clear it is to reunite the pieces. You've done this, but what that doesn't do is take away from this construct's job. So you both watch as this staggered, gilded monster of flesh snaps its head up, and there is no longer recognition in it. Only rage. It wades through the skeletons on deck, swinging its sword, crushing everything in its path on its way to you two. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. In June of 2020, an amateur podcaster disappeared from the Carson National Forest while searching for the legendary Thin Treasure. But he was adamant that he was onto something big. He was obsessed. 
He showed her some hand-drawn map to a treasure out in northern New Mexico. The subjective truth is part treasure hunt, part paranormal docudrama. Starring Addison Peacock as Graham Anderson. Back at home, I placed the box on the counter, and I just stared at it for a while. You'd never be able to guess its social impact on the human race by looking at its simplistic design. UFOs, ghosts, reincarnation, and liars. This is The Subjective Truth. Subscribe now. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.